1: Hey! Hey! What'd you think? About what? Did, did you get my text? Oh! And welcome to another episode of Did You Get My Text? I'm Pat Noswald.
0: And I'm Meredith Salinger.
1: Welcome to our (laughs) podcast. Oh, we have so much to talk about right now. Um, Meredith. when Meredith took a trip. I did. uh, Last week. And the morning that she left, uh, as she was getting ready to leave for the airport, all the power went out in our house. Right Um, before,
0: like a minute before I was walking out the door. And so I was worried that I wouldn't be able to get out of our house because we have a gate that works on a mm-hmm. electric, an electric buzzer.
1: Yeah, uh, but luckily that gate had been left open and you were able to get through, but uh, you wise, I almost uh, shut it behind us and locked myself out. You
0: almost did do I that. walked you out. But what was fascinating and I love, I don't know if this is like a good thing or not, but whatever, I left and as I was driving to the airport, mm-hmm. um, I saw all these fire trucks Racing, like, and they stopped right in front of us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, there was a huge, what are the things with the...
1: Geyser of water. There was
0: a geyser of water. What coming. are those things? Well, no, the thing that it comes, at the fire hydrant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Someone smashed into the fire hydrant and water was like shooting so high, but they also smashed smashed into one of those transformer pole thingies. And so all of Laurel Canyon went out.
1: Close to where we live, uh, people like to race... Uh, cars, motorcycles. We hear it all night. And I guess this was a very early morning uh, as the sun was coming up, like the last scene of American Graffiti Road Race. Who but, knows?
0: Who knows? It could have been just a- or they
1: could have been uh, on meth all night. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, they knocked down a fire hydrant and a, pow- uh, a power pole. And like in the movies, uh, a neighbor, a friend of ours who lives close to us, uh, was told to stay out of his backyard because loose power lines were hissing and um oh, really uh, yes and waving all over his backyard. I didn't that. Yes. He told me but, that the but, other night. But, but I got
0: oh sorry, go ahead. No, me. you go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I got a video of of the geyser. The destruction. And I got a video of the pole that got knocked down. And yeah. then I got a video of the people this is all one video. It's not right? like ten videos. It's right. just like a twenty second video.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and uh yeah. And and then and then on next door everybody was like, What happened? Where's the power? And I said, This is what
1: happened. Well You know, what was interesting for me was I knew the exact moment the power went out because I was up helping you get ready to go. Um, Like the good husband you are. 6.15 a.m., boom, power went out. And then you, bye, going on a vacation. Um, And then the power did not come back on until 4.59 p.m. I know that because I was sitting uh, in my uh, office.
0: Crying about uh, melted ice
1: cream. Well, I was, I I had Alice all day. Thank God she had a uh, play date planned. And- um, uh, and, and so she went and did that all day. I, I found out very, very quickly how, uh, useless I'm going to be in a, uh, disaster. Despite all of my preparations for said disaster, uh, the little, uh, crank generator things that I had did not work, did not charge my phone the way I needed to. So <gasps> I just had the one- They
0: didn't work? You actually, you, you took the Well, stuff- they
1: didn't work at, they didn't work the way that I thought they would work. And I need to reread the instructions and figure out exactly how these things work. Pat, uh, wait, were, ladies
0: and gentlemen. Pat, we already my, talked
1: about this. I know. I'm just, my crazy go bag.
0: Yeah, your crazy go bag. You've packed us for the apocalypse. Yeah, but but we don't know if any of that stuff works or how to use it. Right. Okay. Exactly.
1: I have life straws. I don't know how they work, but okay. I bought them. Well. But anyway, um. So so that was that got shoved in my face, and then I figured out a way to manually open our garage door and then get out. And then basically drive around and charge up my phones and roll call. I had to get way far away from my house to get an internet signal and then communicate with the outside world. There was no way to communicate with anybody. Um and then the eeriest thing that happened was at 459 when all the power went back on, uh, I did not I did not know how many of the appliances that we owned um speak. Yeah, did as they? they yes, there was suddenly. Uh, at least three different voices, one female <laughs> of the different things searching for zone. like, like really? As they powered up, they were speaking and really? talking. Yeah. And it was like the house was being roused from a nightmare. And and so it, it, it's like, I'm this will get more and more sophisticated as the years go on. But right now, I think even the cheapest house anyone lives in, you're basically living in a very primitive computer brain that when it- Well, do- definitely
0: what, not- Definitely not the cheapest house because a lot of people don't have those kind of electric devices. No,
1: I, I would say that even um, the cheapest house have Alexa. Have I mean no. the, the basic. There are basic appliances that just talk. Okay. And uh, and 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 look, some of our appliances that we're talking were not expensive appliances that were just suddenly talking and asking for the zone and asking for. So it was very unnerving to hear all the voices coming up. Uh, as the house powered back up.
0: Cuz Alice told me that she had some friends over and they were hiding in different rooms and they were all saying stuff like let's freak Patton out and just say looking for zone A.
1: No, that was not no, this was <laughs> I was I was waiting for one of them to say we must strip the flesh from our owner. And Yo. take control. Yeah, it was very, it was very um, Hal Nine Thousand coming back to life and being inside. What's Hal this, um, Nine Thousand? Hal H A L.
0: But he's not Nine Thousand.
1: Hal Nine Thousand. Is it Is
0: it Nine Thousand?
1: Yeah, that's not his, Three Thousand. That's his name. Not One
0: Thousand. Nine Thousand. It's Hal Nine
1: Thousand. Hal Nine Thousand. Huh. Um. So, but uh, yes,
0: I did go on uh on the vacation. <laughs> but your
1: first day was very stressful because you couldn't. I couldn't communicate and you didn't know if uh, my alive, my dead, you were texting other people that you knew had signals. Can you check on him? Uh, Cause I I was just in the house making sure no one opened any of the fridges so that none of our stuff started to melt or spoil.
0: Right. I got there and I wanted to text you. I'm here safely. Mm -hmm. And I've never had you not respond to a text right right away. Usually. Mm -hmm. Um, and you didn't respond. And then I was like, okay, well maybe he's, you know, recording something. And then, uh, like two hours later, I'm like, Hey, just checking in. How are you guys doing? And no response. And then, and then I, and then I called her phone and I called your phone f- and nobody responds. It's like four out five hours now. And it's freaking me out. And, uh, you didn't get them because the power was out.
1: Because It the didn't power go through out, our
0: signal. We have really bad signal in the hills.
1: We have a really bad signal even when we have power. When there's no <laughs> That's power, true. there's nothing. Yeah. So in a way, it's very appropriate, I think, to open with this story because this episode of Did You Get My Text is about uh, not, not getting each other's text. There was a time when we literally could not get or I could not send or receive text. But I did that trick that apparently if you shut off your Wi-Fi, you can still get... Um, text or send them. Um, but what would happen was I would randomly get texts out of order um, that people were sending me. So at one point, I got one from Amber Tamblyn, and it was just why the, is
0: Amber Tamblyn messaging my husband because David was, <laughs> Cross? I'll call you later.
1: It was a all she sent was an emoji of you know that little smiley face with the sunglasses on, and yeah. that's all I got. I was like, <laughs> what like, is why? what is going on? And then. Late, way later in the day, when all the power went back on, she and sent I had a on signal. the nudes.
0: Then she sent the nudes. No,
1: it was a trailer for this new show that she's in that is in a, based on a comic book that she knows I like. Uh. So she was like, "Hey, like maybe share this." But I would get these, or I would get, you know, I have my nerd thread with all my friends on it. Yeah. But like two or three of the little texts in everyone's conversation would go through out of context. So I didn't know what anyone was talking about. I didn't know what was. So I was getting these weird signals from the outside world, but I couldn't put them together.
0: Well, I was very worried and I normally, I yeah, I was very worried. I thought something terrible happened to you. Yeah,
1: and then at five o'clock, well, at 5.02, because I had to wait for everything to power up, then I I think I either texted or called you and said, oh, everything's fine, mm-hmm. I'm alive, I've just been sitting here. No,
0: I actually got a hold of Alice first. I texted her mm-hmm. and I said, just tell me you're alive. And finally, like four hours after all this, she wrote, I'm dead. And I said, okay, good to know. Just let me know about dad. And then, yeah. Yes,
1: that little nihilist. Um, So it was, uh, and then also I was panicking because you were traveling. And I know that, you know, you should not be using uh, Twitter or World or TikTok to get your news because they always um, highlight the best or the worst. They don't actually show normalcy. But- All you see of air travel now are people freaking out and ripping masks off and yelling at people. And, you know, so in my mind, the the airways uh, are a weird pirate orgy where people are just trying to spread disease. And I was very worried about you.
0: That was my first flight in two years Mm -hmm. and everything was fine. Um, I was very prepared with the N95 mask and a shield and I didn't right. touch anything. And mm-hmm. I was so very, 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 very careful. However, the um, flight attendant's mask was a little slippy. Not her fault. Mm-hmm. Not her fault. Mm-hmm. Needed a better mask. Right. But it was a concern. Mm-hmm. And then these, I saw these two fancy ladies chatting with each other. And they had their masks on, but then every now and then they'd like lean, they were both on the aisle and they would like try to talk to each other, mm-hmm. but like the roar of the engine or whatever. So one of them like lowered her mask oh, and was like, man. but Barbara, I mean, and you know, my mm-hmm. point Barbara's one of those names, people anyway. <laughs> um, and I was just like, Oh God, you know, she's like looking around to see if this Doris is going to, um, the flight attendant is going to come say anything to mm-hmm. her. And I'm sitting there watching her like, you better put your mask on, lady. But I wasn't Mm going to cause a scene because I didn't want to start any scene. But I was just praying like, please put your mask back on. Please put it back on. Please put it back on. You're breathing out air and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it was fine. Nobody died.
1: September 10th uh, is my first flight for the beginning of my tour. And I'm a little worried. We'll see what happens.
0: Well, thanks for bringing the room down. That was really- I'm a little
1: worried. I'm just, I'm waiting. In my mind, someone is going to get on the plane- and then do that, taking their mask off, and then look, giving that look around like, I wish a motherfucker would. I wish, you know. And then you're that motherfucker
0: the- who will. No, no, I won't.
1: I'm the most non confrontational person. No,
0: put your hoodie on and hide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just talk to anybody. Or, like, I feel like I'm such a mediator that I'd be able to look at the guy or whoever is doing that. Like mm-hmm. cra- craziness and be like, hey, man, talk to me for a minute. <laughs> just like sit next to me and just chat with me. What and, happened to
1: you, man? Who just hurt be you? Like,
0: Let's talk about, you know, I feel like I if I could just get them to just calm down for a sec. Right, and like, hey, let me just chat with you for a minute, and like, like distract them, kind of like yeah. in Jurassic Park when the <laughs> dinosaurs headed towards someone they love, and they're like, over this way, over this way, and they're calling to like draw the tyrannosaurus. Exactly. Rex close yeah, yeah. yeah. To you. I feel like um, I,
1: you're you're gonna be like Chris Pratt uh, to the velociraptors that are the anti-maskers, like where you'll calm them down. And, hey, hey, hey.
0: I, I feel like I I am uh, good at that. I feel hmm. like I have that just dis- you know let's shift the conversation to a way that's a little more productive. That's Hmm. usually what I like to do. Interesting. I have that in my soul.
1: Bring peace and calm to the anti-maskers.
0: Just to everyone.
1: Bring peace and calm.
0: And now let's take a few moments to thank our sponsors. Guys, we're back.
1: Hey, we're back. Um, so we get a little uh, uh circular uh, in our uh, mailbox every now and then of of the local stores, Vons and uh, uh, Gelson's, and all the deals you can get, and also local businesses with their coupons and their ads. And today, uh, I got one, and I took a picture of something in it and sent it to uh, Meredith, that, and she, that she took very personally. I was just sending. Wait, that I'm was gonna hilarious. murder you.
0: I'm gonna murder you. Why? Because can I just tell the listeners? At home. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I was outside uh, swimming today with my friend. Mm-hmm. And you took a picture or two of me in my bathing suit because I looked super cute. You look really good. Uh, thank you. And then you sent the pictures to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And then literally like in that same three seconds, you sent me oh, the picture of me from outside in the pool in my bathing suit. And then you sent what you're about to talk to, which is yeah, tell this, the ladies and gentlemen.
1: I'm now realizing that was horrible timing. That's not what I was trying to do. Um, I had taken the the, the uh, bathing suit pictures and then I saw this funny thing and went, oh, this is hilarious. There's a local business at some kind of medical uh, center and the, the ad says COVID weight gain. And it is a... <laughs> But the picture they use, it's a woman lying on her back.
0: Trying to put her jeans on. Trying to
1: button her jeans. She's lying on her back doing the thing where she's, you know, trying to uh, lie on the back to her back yeah. and button them. But she's... she's I don't want to get gross, but she's screaming like she's orgasming. Oh, my it, it God. for so over-the-top second. Top that, is, that is so
0: disgusting. And but that's, it, but that is, is not at all what I saw. I saw That's her, what I saw. Ew. Because it... I she, saw her struggling to put on jeans. That's what girls look like when they're struggling to put on are, jeans. But she You're looks like, like it, she
1: is shrieking. She just looks like, like she's... every a, nerve ending is on fire. No, that's you, not
0: what it looks like. I'm going
1: to put this picture on our Instagram Fine, and you can agree with me because my God in heaven. But
0: that's not the problem. The problem is... No, I know what the problem is what is the problem Patty? the problem
1: is that i sent it directly after i sent the bathing suit pictures to me and to then you.
0: so what did i send you back
1: uh oh you sent me back um uh was it a emoji or a emoji? a emoji of, of you going f you your with the foam hands on and, yeah and then i realized when i got the emoji i was like oh every yeah. lady just
0: listen every lady if you received from your lover mm. cute pictures of yourself in a bikini, Mm -hmm. and then the next text is weight gain from COVID and a a girl trying to put on her pants, wouldn't your response be, fuck you?
1: Yeah, exactly. And and again, that was terrible timing on my part. I was just rolling texts and sending stuff out. It really wasn't because I thought you looked fantastic. That's why I sent you those pictures. But the picture itself... It's not that the the weight gain part; it's the what they instructed the model to do. What did
0: they instruct her to do? She
1: she's look. I understand. Like put a look on your face, like you're straining. Like oh god, she no. looks like she's no. Streaming. She does not. Don't say. Don't even
0: use that word. I don't want to hear that O word. I don't want to hear it. I'm not like some puritanical person or anything. I just think that's disgusting.
1: <laughs> Me too. That's why I was freaked out that they used. That they picture didn't. and that's that pose, not, that's bad directing. Dude,
0: it's your own brain. That's, no. Yes. I'm going
1: to post this picture and everyone's going to agree with me. No it's one's going to agree with It's way over you. the top.
0: Everyone's going to think that it's you have some so sort of weird It's so over the perversion. top than
1: what she's doing.
0: It's not, though. I'm telling you. Have you ever tried to put on tight jeans? Yeah. No.
1: I mean, no. I put on clothes that are too tight for me, I don't, like, lie on my back and howl. Like a, like a wolf with its paw caught in a trap.
0: Patton. What? You've never had a pair of skinny jeans that you need to put on, uh-huh. and you do lay back like that, and you do try to zip yourself in, and you do try to squeeze, and it is like that. You are like, oh, these don't fit. I'll take them off. You don't sit there for an hour trying to get into them. Girls do. And they zip them up tight and can hardly walk, but sometimes... <laughs>
1: I am going to post this picture once this episode drops and everyone's going to agree with me. This was bad directing. It was bad photo editing. Uh, it, it's way over the top.
0: Okay. Way
1: and over I, the top. And
0: then I'm going to ask all of you to comment on the picture and say, nope, that's exactly the look that people make when they I put on it. I think
1: they photoshopped a picture no. of a girl's face- Oh my face God, Patton, don't even some, say it. Please. Some other media and put it on this, uh, this body. Not- all. It's way, way too much.
0: Okay, I a hundred percent disagree too much. with you.
1: But uh, again, yes, I am sorry about the. By the way, that getting back to what we were just talking about, because when the power was out and I couldn't send out texts. Sometimes I was sending them out and they weren't going. And then they were like, I realized, oh, these are piling up in a weird log jam. And when I do get the signal back, they're going to go out in some kind of weird random order. And okay. It's going to look like I'm having mm-hmm. some kind of fit.
0: That should have been the excuse you used when you sent the get into your jeans I picture have. after I my said, bathing suit picture. You know what?
1: The the router went out and I was going to send that one earlier. So sorry about that.
0: Yeah, that's okay. I know you think I'm cute.
1: I have the picture on my phone. I'm sorry. I mean. It's way over the top. It's not. It's insane.
0: Ugh, let's change the subject.
1: Well. When you were coming back uh, from your little vacation, you were texting me uh, a bunch of thread about, hey, I've eaten nothing but crap this whole weekend. I really enjoyed that, myself. Yes. I ate crap. The I'm whole- not judging. I'm just saying. And I do the same thing. You ate crap because you enjoyed yourself.
0: Well, no, I ate crap because I stayed with my best friend who has two toddlers. Well, they're oh. not. One's, one is 11 one's a toddler. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's going to be mac and cheese and right. donuts and pizza and... You know, that kind of food that they like. And, of course, I like it too. And then, of course, there's always the little ice cream stand in the little mm-hmm. town. So, yeah, I ate like a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I did love it. You did love it. I wanted a salad when I got home.
1: Well, as you came home, yes. So you sent me a butt You're like, I've eaten nothing but crap. I need something. And then you started writing out, I need some... Lee, I need leafy lettuce, I need garbanzo beans, I need lean turkey, like you're, you're describing the salad you want. And then at the end of it, you wrote, it was a typo, but it was a perfect typo. You said, I need a sad. And then you wrote salad. And the phrase, I need a sad, how has that not become slang for I need a salad? Like, hey man, are you going to you gonna get some pizza or spaghetti tonight? Uh, you know what? I, I gotta. I just need a sad. I, I just need a sad. I'm just going <laughs> to sit down and get a sad. That should be how you order or say you're going to get a salad is like, look, I need a sad. I I re- I indulged and right. now I need a sad.
0: Yes, but we have to change our mindsets to think of those as a happy. <laughs> Do not look at a salad as a sad. Look at the crap as the sad and look at a salad as a happy boy, yeah, but, I'm so goddamn adorable and sweet and kind and look at me with all this positive chirping snow white energy.
1: I'm sorry but crappy rhymes with happy <laughs> and if you uh take the la out of salad you have sad. Okay. So it I mean it kind of does work.
0: Yeah, it works. I need a sad. My point is, you know,
1: for I'm gonna those get, that, I'm going to be at the sad bar right now. Yeah, I'm going to hit the sad bar, get some uh Get some chickpeas, get some cucumber slices, get some lettuce.
0: (laughs) Except when you do eat healthy, you're like proud of yourself. So you're not sad, you're proud. Get a proud.
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh my God, I'm such a a dork. Get a proud.
0: Could somebody please Uh, just put a sock in it? Don't call
1: it a sad. Say, (laughs) I'm getting a big bowl of proud. (laughs) No, you're getting a big bowl of sad. That's Um, what you're doing.
0: So anyway, I did go visit my friend. Mm -hmm. Um, It was her birthday and I flew to visit her. And like you said, she lives a mile away from me Mm -hmm. and uh, I got home and then uh, she got home the next day and she's been over at our house all day. (laughs) So... why did I go on vacation? Maybe just to get away,
1: man. She could have just Well, you you timed it perfectly because you, you got away when all the uh, electricity went off. And I, I lived in the 1800s all day. You lived in the 1800s the
0: from six in the morning till four. Don't 50. open the
1: icebox. It'll melt. Uh, the mutton will go bad. <laughs> yeah. We need that clotted cream for tea.
0: The difference between us and a lot of other families mm-hmm. is that most other people can cook and I can't, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: so my freezer is full of a lot of very delicious food items that friends have made for me that I put in the freezer so so that I can um, just cook them and be like, look, everybody, I made you a beautiful lasagna, or look at this delicious chicken pot pie.
1: Yeah. Right. Although I was very proud of myself. so I was
0: actually really worried about the pot pies and the lasagna.
1: Yeah. I was actually, I was very proud of myself. Uh, After a couple hours, I realized, oh, I can turn the gas on in the stove and light that little thing with a match and get that so I could boil some water for tea. Yeah,
0: dude, the electricity's out, not the right. gas. Well,
1: I, again, I don't know that. I'm a friggin' idiot. But then I said, well, I guess for dinner, I can cook like some spaghetti and then heat up some... Like in my mind, I'm like, what can I cook just dude, on the stovetop?
0: I-, 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 I can I- do that. Yeah, you could have cooked. That
1: felt, like a, that felt like a triumph for me. I'm sorry. The oven
0: did. is... The oven is a gas oven. It's just the food going bad in the fridge. Exactly. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, anyway, that was my little, that was my tiny victory.
0: But yeah. And then it, you know, brings you back to electric cars. You got to get a hybrid, (laughs) I think. Exactly. Yeah. An electric.
1: Or you're you're screwed. Or yeah. You are totally screwed. I know. All right. Well, um, I'm going to, we're going to take a break. I'm going to eat a quick sad and then we'll be right back.
0: Welcome back. So um, do you all have like a special mom and pop amazing little dive restaurant place that you like to go, like a greasy spoon kind of a place Mm. or a local deli Mm
1: -hmm.
0: run by people that are real people and not huge corporations?
1: Yeah, I do.
0: Yeah, we do. And one of them from my childhood is about to close. Greenblatt's. I
1: saw this. Greenblatt's
0: was founded in 1926 when Sunset Boulevard was still a dirt road and they're closing, wow. they're closing.
1: Yeah. I think some landlord bought up that whole block. It's not just Greenblatt's. I think that that whole block is about to get restructured. So now I'm well, wondering about the Laugh Factory too, but well, no, 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 no.
0: The reason Greenblatt's is closing is because the cost of running a business. And also there's not a lot of people who want to work right now um, in the food uh Business, I think, because of COVID and all that, it's hard to work. And so, anyway, he wants to close on a high note Mm. before the high holidays,
1: Mm -hmm. you know,
0: because it's a Jewish deli. Um, Wait a
1: minute, a Jewish deli? (laughs) Honey, I can go home, LA. I've seen it all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, but it's devastating. And a cute other little place right near us closed the four and twenty.
1: We we lost a lot of places. So many places closed.
0: And so, like what you were just saying. Um, I'm like, what is going to replace that little spot? It is right next to the Laugh Factory. Mm. And you, I mean, they're like connected.
1: Great wines, great sandwiches, great hang. But, yeah, but, it, it is but, part, part of the culture. It's part of everything there.
0: Right. And where, what is going to fill that spot? What is going to fill that spot? And, it, and I was talking to a friend of mine and she's like, oh, probably a Chipotle or something like that. And I was just thinking, all the great little spots have been taken up by a Sephora. Right near our house, one of our favorite diners got taken up by a Sephora. I'm like, where are all the cute little mom and pop shops? And is it hard to run a mom and pop shop? Because I'm sure it's expensive.
1: I mean, it's it's a full-time job. It's what you do. But it's but some people that is what they love. The thing that always that always puzzles me is when a Green Blatch, which is now going to close, and when Dupars, that was the one that was replaced by Sephora. Sephora, um, these places were never they were always packed, there were always people there. So what made it was just the rent went crazy or what?
0: Well, I think in those instances they were like family decisions, like mm-hmm. I think I'm done, it's been here a hundred years, it's a little hard to run, mm-hmm. I don't have anyone to give this to. I don't know. Something like that. I don't think it's like, oh, damn, the rent's too high. We got to sell. Right. Although maybe the Dupar situation was probably, I don't know. But can we please keep our institutions? Can we please keep the little bookstores and the little places that make life charming? Yes. Does everything need to be a we, parking lot?
1: We did not need a Sephora. Uh, near our house. There was, there are Sephora's everywhere. There was no need for that. Nothing to, no slam against Sephora. They're fine, but you don't need, you don't need to have a Sephora within every 20 feet. It, it's, it's not a necessity. You can go there every day, every now and then stop. Girl, up and some then, you people know. think it's a necessity. Oh, Just gosh, kidding. No.
0: My point is, I hate, you know, I say that a lot. My point is,
1: my point is, is
0: it, do I say that a lot? Cause you often interrupt me
1: or maybe you're doing it just to reorganize your thoughts before you speak. I think that's There's right. There's a lot of things that, like, when I think people, you're right. They have, it's like, it's like when, because um, like I'll when,
0: go on a tangent and yeah. not know where I start. You got to
1: bring yourself back to your resetting.
0: Yeah, I love that game where you start talking about something mm. and then you end up somewhere else and you're like, wait, how did we get here? And then you go back.
1: <laughs> you down, reverse engineer you the reverse conversation. Engineer the, oh, that's and what you're like, led oh, to that. Oh, that's what. And, you, right. and
0: then you have to start the whole conversation over again.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, the sign of uh, the the beginning of the end is always uh, visible when in your neighborhood, in your cool, funky boho neighborhood, like, let's say Silver Lake, about a year, maybe two years ago, suddenly, and it seems to just happen overnight, like it's dropped out of a helicopter. There's a Starbucks and a Chipotle. When those two things show up, that's the beginning of the end of all the cool little kind of personal, quirky stores that that you know really have a personality how
0: can those stores survive i want i would love to get a small business owner on the podcast to ask them like how do you keep your cool little shop alive or is it a front for (laughs) laundering i don't know how do they do it
1: maybe some of these places do have to they they do quietly stay alive by you know Being a place where things can be dropped off and picked up quietly, but then they can sell their vintage records and who knows? Don't act like that's real. Hey, look, that's not bad. That's not. Come on. Because
0: I've often thought, actually, I'm stealing my sister's idea, and Mm -hmm. I shouldn't. But I would love. My sister wanted to do this, and I think it's a great idea. So she would love to do this, Uh and I too agree with her. And thus, perhaps it should be a sister venture. Mm -hmm. But I would love to open up a cute little tea shop, Mm -hmm. just like you know, where you'd go to maybe have a little birthday party with your friends Mm -hmm. and, and it's like high tea where you get little scones and little sandwiches and Mm -hmm. tea and you could have coffee fine too. And then also like for the green juice people, we'll do that also. (laughs) And we'll have some cookies and cakes and all delicious, adorable things. Mm -hmm. And it could be like a cute little, um, place to go for a birthday party or a bat mitzvah or a or a office corporate, in other words, it's adorable is what I'm trying yeah. to say. And I'd love to open up something like that. But it's like someone said, oh, if you want to open up a restaurant, it's a labor of love and you're not going to make a penny and you might lose all your money.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's it's why I love winemakers and um, scotch distillers so much because there is rarely any money to actually be made in the long run. It's because you love
0: what the you alchemy
1: and the chemistry of that's what you want to get up and do every day. You know
0: what I just realized? The jobs that you really love. hmm very hard to make money doing
1: yeah and it, and it it strikes me that there's a lot of people that um because they don't have anything that they themselves are interested in those are the kind of people that open and run big box stores or massive corporations there's no actual passion to it it's just wait i just want don't the,
0: stereotype
1: i'm not just let me finish what i'm saying Um, talk about me cutting you off. There's a lot (gasps) of people. Listeners. There's a lot of people. What do you think about that
0: energy? That I
1: think that a lot of these stores, they buy up these smaller stores because they can't imagine that this guy runs a little successful bicycle store and all he wants to do is run the store. Why wouldn't you expand? You've got to keep expanding and consuming and engulfing everything. It's like, no, no, I don't want to do all that. I just want to get up in the morning and I want to make and fix bikes. That's all I want to do. You just
0: want Ollivander's wand shop.
1: But some people that is so um, uh, repellent to them. And it's also, I think it's painful for them to see that because they're like, I don't have anything like that. You know what I mean? And it really makes them angry. I mean, there are certain- I I disagree. I think there are some people that they are just-
0: Because I think those people still like to go on vacation to little small towns like Nantucket and walk around and see the little cute shops. And then they're like, this is charming and adorable. And then they just make their billions, you know, with big corporations and stuff. No,
1: then what those people do is they create something like The Grove, where you have a corporate version of the charming little town- that everyone can come to and pay for parking to get into and you can charge the vendors, but the actual little town itself, you want to wipe that off the planet. You know, there's always, they're they're always authenticity is always getting co-opted and made more comfortable and kind of bland uh, because someone is thinking of the overall long-term profit margin rather than just let this little store be here. They're fine. Just let it be there.
0: Or can we take a more positive approach and say that some amazing business person was like, oh my God, your cute little store is amazing. This should be everywhere. Everyone should get to experience this. And maybe that's how they all start. And maybe it's from love and wanting everyone to experience it. I don't know.
1: I mean, like when, when, when Tarantino bought the new Beverly cinema, he's never going to make any money off of that. He just just loves this thing to be. Cause it's a landmark. And he, but also like, and I love special. this. I'm just going to, you know, to some people they're like, unless I see this make a profit, why would I, you know, th- in other words, there's people that their only passion is showing everyone the money that they've made. But as far as actual art or music or book, they don't care about any of that. They like books. If they can go see that wall, that shelf, it's all first editions. Dude. Wow. What was the favorite one you read? Oh, I don't read them, but I have, like, those are all first edition. I own those.
0: You're being very not fair to the, I I just said there are some
1: people that are like that. And, and that kind of person is more often than not drawn into the corporate mentality in the corporate world. I
0: would agree. And I think a
1: lot of people, they, they, they confuse corporatism with capitalism. Capitalism, yes, absolutely. Have a free market compete. Corporatism hates capitalism. They don't want any competition. They want to wipe out all the competition and keep everything for themselves. That's the whole idea of it you know so when people say we got to defend ca- capitalism you're not defending capitalism you're defending this industry's or this corporations right to do whatever it wants with no repercussions and no controls
0: right that's why they don't like regulations that's why the exactly. EPA that they want to shut down all that stuff but
1: they hide behind well you don't you don't believe in america you don't believe in the free market uh, actually i do you don't
0: damn patton oswald damn yeah. Uh, you're you're strong, you have opinions.
1: <laughs> well, I have opinions and I'm very, very weak. And now let's take a few moments to thank our sponsors. And we're back. I was just given uh, some more evidence, not proof, but more evidence that I... Uh, it's a theory that I've had, I've talked about this on earlier episodes of the show, that... I think some people live on a vibrational frequency where they get to see the other world. They see ghosts and the supernatural and ETs and cryptids and time slips and whatever you want to call it. And uh, I am on a vibrational frequency where I simply see and encounter the mundane world. Um, uh, The reason I'm saying this uh, is because I just shot uh, for two days on the Queen Mary down in Long Beach, a little project that I'm doing and the Queen Mary is supposed to be crazy haunted. Everyone who's ever worked there says that there are cold spots and uh, presences and doors slamming and voices and all kinds of craziness. Um, Now, I'm there with a, I'm working on a film project, so there's a lot of people clattering around. It's not not conducive to like, oh, I'm going to see a ghost or I'm going to see a vapor or whatever. But on the second day of filming, we shot uh, pretty late, and at one point I had to go change and they said, "Instead of going back to your trailer, we 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 just put your change in a room down the hall, like in the in the halls of the Queen Mary, which very very looking like the I'm scared already. I'm
0: scared for you walking to your dressing room.
1: Well, I walked to my dressing room with with the wardrobe woman.
0: Okay, so you were then, safe. And
1: um I well and I'm in the room and then she said, "Okay, so this is this is your next change. Um if you're still mic'd, I can get the guy I'm going like, I'll take the mic off. I'll just bring him the it." And then she gets a, a a squawk on her uh, walkie-talkie. And, and she's she goes, I got to go. Can I, I'll come back and grab you. Why don't you just change and I'll be back as soon as I can. I go, don't worry about it. I'm fine. And then she left. Now I'm in, in this room, this state room. Alone. Alone. It's um, and and I actually was cognizant enough to and there's like a you know, there's like a shower in there and a yeah. bed and you know all this stuff and, you and hear it's all like singing in the shower. Well, it's all fixtures from the 20s and 30s so you there's know a
0: ghost hiding yeah. in the shower.
1: Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like if this is ever going to happen, This is the perfect time for this. I'm alone. They've just walked away. I'm the only one on the deck of the ship at this point. I'm completely alone.
0: You're
1: the only eyewitness. I'm the only eyewitness. And I, and then I had to change. So at one point I'm just standing there naked as I'm getting out of one outfit into the next. And
0: the hot ghost in the shower comes out to seduce you.
1: (laughs) And then turns into a a rotted old lady. Oh God, that's Um, so scary. But again, so the whole time I'm like, okay, any, any, I didn't say anything out loud, but I was like, all right, this is the time to do it. If we're, if something's gonna, if the sheets are gonna suddenly pull back, there's gonna be a face at the porthole. Oh god, or, I'm terrified. You know, already. nothing, nothing happened. I, you know, I. Um, and, and, and on the Queen Mary, it's all metal, metal on metal, on metal holes everywhere. So there's no cell phone reception. There's nothing. So also like, I can't even get my phone to work if I, to take a picture or a film. If something did happen, like perfect time for a ghost to appear. You
0: couldn't take a picture?
1: No, I couldn't get my phone to open. It was all like nothing was working on my phone. Weird. Yeah. It, it was, it was screwing with everyone's electronics. So. Mm. um and, and and again very very open I wasn't being judgmental but I was just like if there's like in my mind I was saying if there's any spirit and I kind of tried to calm and center myself and go to like draw it in if anything wants to just show up show and, me. And I encounter won't be scared. me and talk to you I won't freak out I'll just look at you and you know um nothing and some of the other crew members they've been shooting on it for a few days have been saying oh yeah I had to go down and prep a thing down in the ballroom. There's a ballroom. Oh, uh, ballrooms
0: and, are always And expensive. they had to do,
1: and, and they, you know, saw stuff. They heard noises. They heard, uh, they heard, um, somebody said they heard um, uh, footsteps. I'm tapping the table, but like as if someone was wearing shoes walking across the, the wooden ballroom floor.
0: Okay. This Nothing. This is making me think you're saying nothing happened and other people are saying something happened. Yeah. Now, have you ever played the game
1: the Ouija board.
0: No, I never have. You never played Ouija board? No,
1: and I kinda don't want to.
0: Okay. There are some people who are terrified of it. Yeah,
1: I, I that I'm one of them. I don't want to do it.
0: Well, when I was little, my sister and I
1: even though I've just said earlier, I think I I, I live on a vibrational frequency where nothing uh I don't encounter that stuff, but I don't want to make it easier for
0: them. <laughs> okay. The Ouija so you board want, sounds you want, bad. You wanna see it, but you don't want to see it that way. Exactly. It's a little too scary for you to right.
1: Okay. I don't want to invite the any. But that's basically in. what you
0: were doing. you were in the room and you were kind of going. If you're but I here. wasn't giving
1: them a portal. I was like, I'm here, but I'm not trying to open a gate. Well, I'm not doing a working, as they say.
0: Okay. Anyway, when I was little, my mm. sister and I both would do the Ouija board together, mm-hmm. and it's like looking into each other's eyes, both of us, before we even start, mm-hmm. and we're like, no matter what, <laughs> promise me you will not move it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cause I a I 100 percent am not going to move it. I right. will not move it. Promise me right now. Are you like, let's be real. Let's just test it to see if this works. Right. And she's like, okay, okay. I'm like, seriously, like make a pact. Like, I just really want to know if this works
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it would always move. And I would never right, move we're it. We're
1: getting divorced. You, you have, you're a, a demon is piloting your body <laughs> right now. And I want out of this. And
0: then I did it. Do you know? I actually, What <laughs> I was going to name drop. I, I uh, after I graduated college, I brought the Ouija board over. Matt Damon was living in a little house on Melrose <laughs> and we were all just in the living room with mm-hmm. like 20 people who lived in the same house. Mm-hmm. And I brought the Ouija board over mm-hmm. and we did, and it moved.
1: And so it, it did move? Yes. And how did he like those apples?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, it really what? did move and it really did. Did it move
1: while you guys were touching it or by itself?
0: No, you have to touch it. That's the whole point. What that's why you can, that's why you can never trust the person you're with because it moves and everybody's fingers are on it. And so no matter how much you say beforehand, right. promise me you're not going to move. It. Like, I want to do it with you. No. Be- no, 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 no. We're not doing it. No, I want it. listen to me right what? now. No Ouija
1: board in the you're house. You're the
0: only person no. that I a hundred percent can really, really trust to, if we made a pact, like, let's not move it. Would you do it with me?
1: I would only do it in a, like a graveyard.
0: Why would you make it even scarier?
1: No, because the graveyard is the safest place. No one dies in a graveyard. That's no. the one place that's not haunted. The places you don't want to use a Ouija board are in like a, on a battlefield or in a hospital.
0: Okay, for someone are... who's never had a paranormal experience, you seem to have like info that you have- You have No, I just vague... have
1: logic. Does, d- does it make sense that there would be no ghosts in a graveyard? Who oh dies God. in a graveyard? Dude,
0: a ghost is someone who's already dead and everybody in a graveyard's dead, so there'd be billions of ghosts. But a
1: ghost haunts the place where they die. Not where they're buried. You don't
0: know where they haunt. You haven't talked to any of them. You've well, had no I just, experience. I
1: just don't think... I remember reading a book by Hans Holzer, who's that famous ghost hunter, and he said the one place to never bother looking for ghosts are in graveyards.
0: That's the dumbest thing I've ever
1: heard. Well, take it up with Hans Holzer.
0: Why are you believing one guy?
1: Well, because he did, he did controlled studies. I mean, but also, doesn't logic dictate that
0: no, there logic, wouldn't
1: be any ghosts in a graveyard?
0: That is absolutely the opposite of logic. What? There no are, one dies
1: in a graveyard.
0: First of all, that's not true. Somebody could probably get murdered in a graveyard. Okay? No. Or you could be grieving the loss of somebody and have a heart attack and die. You don't know if people haven't died in a graveyard. What if the ditch digger is overexerting himself and dies right there? I'm going
1: to look up graveyard deaths. I bet no one's ever died in a graveyard.
0: Considering how many people attend graveyards, mm-hmm. there statistically must be someone who has died in a graveyard. Who
1: actually died in a graveyard. Of
0: course. But besides that, mm-hmm. They are filled with dead bodies, thus, The body
1: is meaningless. There's no, the, 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 a ghost is an event. It's attached to an event, a traumatic event, like a, like a death or a passing on. But the body itself is just an empty shell.
0: What if- There's a dead body in the ground and the evil family that used to be part of that dead body's life comes to visit and Mm -hmm. the guy's like, you fucking assholes. You're coming to visit me now when you were horrible to me in real life. And then the spirit is going to come down and he's going to haunt- He
1: would haunt them in the fucking house they live in, not in the graveyard. Why
0: wouldn't, no. He'd
1: fuck up their their living space. That's what I would would do.
0: Well, I think he would do it at the graveyard. Like, oh, you're trying to show some respect for me now? I'd
1: do it at the graveyard because then they can just leave and go home. and then I would haunt them in their fucking house and give them no safe haven.
0: Listen, I so imagine- there's, it, no
1: way to, there's no way to retreat. There's no way to relax. I,
0: I imagine a ghost can haunt someone wherever they feel like it. Like, they don't have to be I in that want, one spot. If
1: I was going to haunt someone, I would be like, I'm going to haunt the house you live in because when you lock the fucking door, you're not locking me out. You're locking yourself in with me. That's the whole. That's what's going on here.
0: You guys, we should do a movie where Patton Oswalt is the house ghost. It's kind of like Beetlejuice.
1: But he's really logicy and grumpy about it. Like, why the?
0: Why would I go to a fucking graveyard? He's, he's like, the, like, the really, most annoying yeah. ghost.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's just Maybe, always complaining.
0: Yeah, an annoying ghost. Like they're not afraid of it. They're annoyed by it, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, get the yeah. Yeah,
1: like like they they see like the cup start moving. They're like, oh god. they like, here he is. What do you want?
0: Yeah. You're bringing out the whiskey. I want some uh, single malt. Stock. Yeah, fine.
1: Well, then dump somebody on your throat. Oh, you can't because you're vapor. So why don't you shut up and go away? You're
0: being mean to your own ghost self <laughs> right now.
1: You're dissing your- I'd be annoyed of my, with myself as a ghost. Anyway, um, uh, anyone listening, if you have some ghost ideas, get on the speak pipe, tell us about your- And, and please, someone back me up on this. The, the graveyard is the safest place if you're they should have had a scene in the sixth sense where the one place that little kid goes to be alone and away from ghosts is in a graveyard. Because like there's no ghosts here. That there's is the one a place I'm not gonna be bothered.
0: Shit. There are more ghosts in a graveyard no, than anywhere.
1: No. The two the worst places for ghosts are hospitals and battlefields. They have to be.
0: Listen, man. You know nothing, and this is all hypothetical. It's like religion. (laughs) Nobody knows what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, but I feel... You know what? I don't know for sure, but I I feel feel confident. I feel confident. Right. Based Uh, on logic.
0: Yeah. It's like, I feel like... My body is protected by Jesus, so I don't need the vaccine. I just feel it in my bones, man. Oh, wait, you died of COVID? I'm so sorry.
1: Okay, but that's not the same thing. I'm using, the people that are refusing the vaccine are not using logic. They're the ones who- No,
0: some of them are. What logic are they using? The same ghost logic you're using right now. What? They're using the Jesus watches over me, and I am safe logic.
1: No, science watches over you. Jesus doesn't watch over anybody.
0: Dude, that's their logic.
1: but their logic is stupid mine's smart oh my god I hate everybody right right, now including you we'll come back with some recommendations stay tuned yay Okay, we're gonna do some quick recommendations, and then bid you a fond farewell until next week. Now it's time for Did you get our picks? No, tell you what we like, what we really, really like. Yeah,
0: tell me what you like, what you really, really like. <laughs>
1: uh, my recommendations. Actually, this links to something that you were watching the other night. Uh, there's a graphic novel uh, uh, called Big Black Stand at Attica, which is a memoir. Uh, By Frank Big Black Smith, who was one of the uh, Attica um, uh, protesters, one of the, uh, you know, uh, the uprisers. Uh, and it was told uh, to Jared Reinmuth and illustrated by Amazian. It is an amazing graphic novel. Not for the kiddies. If you've had your kids read March, and they should read March. Oh, but, March
0: is amazing. We bought March for Alice you read all three of them. don't go- John Lewis wrote that and it's incredible. Get it. Yes. I, I recommend that. Okay, go. But,
1: but don't read March and they go, hey, here's some other black history. You, you should read it. Don't let your kids read it. It is so brutal what they did at Attica. Um, and this was told- by the guy that was basically one of the leaders and was the, what was what happened to him was horrific and he but he survived and he became this his story is amazing i can't believe it has been made into I want to read a that Who, what is it called? It's called Big Black Stand at Attica I love and it's it. about Frank I'm gonna read it. Big Black Smith it's amazing. Okay. Books. Good rack babe. Um because I'm about to go on tour I'm reading these books there's How a,
0: to do comedy <laughs> yes. That's the book.
1: A uh, thousand to one jokes for every occasion. That's the book <laughs> I'm reading right now. Um, there's a series by um, Akashic uh, Publishing called the Akashic Noir Anthologies, and what they do is they do a noir collection from different cities. So you get a feel of the city through these little crime short stories. When I went to Prague earlier this year, they have a book called Prague Noir. I'm about to be going. I'm about to go to Washington D.C and um, Virginia Beach. So I am currently reading their collections, D.C. Noir and Richmond Noir, uh, stories set in Washington, D.C. And one story I really got to point out by this woman named Laura Lipman. It is called ARM, um, Adjustable Rate Mortgage and the Woman. And it is a crime story that shows you what a, um, what an upper middle class woman will do to keep, her upper middle-class status. Ooh. And it is so dark and so funny, but also so absolutely plausible that there were a couple of moments in it where I was almost like, I might almost do something like that if I was in this woman's situation. I
0: want to see that or I'll do give, that It's a or very short
1: story and it's fantastic. The whole collection's great, but this one, I read it last night before going to sleep. I was so chilled and I can't, that would be an amazing film. Someone should make a movie about this. It, oh my God, it's great. But get all the noir collections, but especially get DC Noir One and read Laura Littman's A.R.M. and The Woman. Ugh. Um, movies. Uh, I just watched James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. I did not go in with high hopes. It is one of the best comic book superhero movies I've ever seen. Damn, James. Um, and, but beyond that, Uh, It starts off using this very fun um, Dirty Dozen Suicide Squad story structure to end up telling kind of touching stories about fathers and daughters and friendship and mental illness. Like it covers all these things while also having just ridiculous action and violence. And the opening 10 minutes is one of the funniest openings of a film I've seen since uh, the Guardians
0: of the Galaxy.
1: Um, well, actually one of the best openings I've seen since, uh, the opening of Raising Arizona, <gasps> where you're like, oh my God, they just set up, uh, the, one of the best movies I'm about to see.
0: Raising Arizona, literally one of my favorite films. But,
1: but one of the best openings of the film ever yes, shot. Yes, yes, totally. Um, so, uh, the Suicide Squad, James Gunn, yes, he made the first two Guardians of the Galaxy. He's working on the third right now, but this movie is incredible. Uh, and, and, and also, um... Somebody finally found the way to use um, uh, Idris Elba correctly. I know how to use Idris Elba correctly.
0: Ladies, am I right? Steady.
1: (laughs) Um, And finally, music. Uh, I'm very uh, lucky to be friends with Blaine Capatch because he's always throwing amazing music recommendations my way. And uh, one he just gave me uh, is a British band called Goat Girl. Um, That's named after a uh, Bill Hicks bit. And um, their uh, debut album came out in 2018. It was just called Goat Girl. Their new one came out this year. It's called On All Fours. It is amazing. Gritty, uh, British, moody, uh, but incredibly catchy rock and roll. Goat Girl, uh, get On All Fours. Absolutely, absolutely four stars.
0: And then my recommendation, and it happened already, but uh, it's been out for a while. But if you guys have not seen Steve McQueen's a uh, series called Small Acts. Oh, he has. Uh, well, they're all incredible. But the, the <sighs> one you must, must see is called Lovers Rock. Uh, it's, wow, it's magnificent. It's it's like nothing you've ever seen before. It's so good. I don't even know how to describe it, babe. How do you describe it? Uh,
1: I actually I can't. I and and everyone I've, I've recommended watching it. Um, I'm like I'm not going to describe this to you. You Just need watch to experience it. and you'll see what it is. Yeah, he's I don't doing. even want to say anything yeah. about
0: it. But listen, it's from a anthology. TV show called Small Acts, and the show is called Lovers Rock.
1: And that episode is called Lovers Rock. That episode, and it's the, incredible. The, the
0: episode of the yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Oh, that's wow. I want to see that again. Yeah, I kind of want. to Oh, I I actually want to watch that again. Oh, because because there's a there's a moment in it where it kind of something happens that is so joyful. It put me in such a good mood
0: and spontaneous and spontaneous and real and, and it authentic, feels real and oh. Uh, what a great director
1: and as like as an actor and as a wannabe director you realize you know they had to map that out they had to map that out with the actors with the cinematographer to get that to happen but it looks like it happened spontaneously and they just happen to be filming it anyway you, it's
0: magnificent oh God it's watch so good. it those are right. our recommendations people and listen we know so
1: we know everything um get on the speak pipe tell me the uh, that uh, how Meredith is wrong about ghosts and graveyards and how I'm right and uh, we'll play some of your messages next week. And we'll see you next week with more stories, more recommendations. Thanks for tuning in.
0: And um, have a happy day, guys. Yeah, have a great day. This podcast is a production of Meredith Salinger and Patton Oswald.
1: In association with Starburns Audio. Executive producers are Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. And if you have questions for us, send them to...
0: Hey, did you get my text? At gmail.com. And don't forget, subscribe to this podcast... It's free, and it helps us get to keep making the show.
1: A podcast network.